Stand by to receive our transmission. Where are you boys from in the world? Alabama, sir. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to the Bama Geeks Podcast. We're four friends diving into our favorite pop culture topics with a dash of Southern charm. Right, we have the tools, we have the talent. It's Miller time. Whoa, this is heavy. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Wait, what? Crazy? You didn't say I was crazy. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. You want something done, you've got to do it yourself. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes! So grab your biscuits and gravy, a glass of sweet tea, and enjoy the nerdy hospitality of Brock and Jessica Parker, Bo Bearden, and Kevin Gardner. This is the way. This is the way. And welcome into episode 21. We are legal, ladies and gentlemen. We can drink. I've got my Sprite right here. I didn't know where you were going with that. I got my Milo's tea right here, baby. (laughs) What you got, Bo? I got sparkling ice, some zero sugar drink. So, hey. So, you can see we're we're celebrating turning 21 (laughs) in style. (laughs) Hey, man, I got to work tomorrow. I'm not drinking. (laughs) You know, you get get to a certain age and you you pay for it more. Like, if you drink, you pay for it the next day more, you know? Nah, I ain't doing that. (laughs) But Jess, what you drinking? Um, nothing. It's kind of hard to, uh, to, to partake in a beverage when I'm laying down at the moment. Yeah. Jess is, uh, almost out of commission, but she's here. I am here. Yes. She is not visible on zoom, but she is in your ears right now. I have a fever and I wish that the only prescription was cowbell. Um. <laughs> she's got podcast fever I, I told her we were going to name this episode podcast fever out of kind of like pac-man fever back in the 80s uh, oh yes she's got podcast I, fever podcast fever <laughs> of course you say podcast fever and the, the first thing i think of is the the character podcast from ghostbusters <laughs> afterlife oh yeah, yeah. Okay. well he he is he is uh the breakout character of the movie so mm-hmm. yeah. oh yeah very much oliver has podcast fever Yes, he does. <laughs> that's that's yeah, the, the the amount of podcast stuff that has been coming to my house has been has been exponential. <laughs> you got all the podcast stuff. We've got all the mini puffs. Mm. Oh, speaking of, did somebody get a hold of you today? Yes, sir. They did. They texted me and talked to me. Oh. I talked to them. Yes. So that was a very welcome text message. <laughs> so, speaking of welcome, hi, I'm I'm Brock Parker. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> we just totally skipped oh. over the intros. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we are recording this thing, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought we were still in the yeah, the the, the intro, the, the the pre-show stuff. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm I'm Kevin. Hey, I'm Jessica. And it's Bo. All right. So you you got a welcome text from one of our good friends, Austin. Yes. He decided he decided to do me a good favor because apparently where he is at is not the barren collector wasteland that is Alabama, unfortunately. Yeah, I got a text from him. He's like, hey, uh, Brock told me you were looking for these. And it's a picture of the uh, the <laughs> 1990s NECA Turtles figures of Leo and Donnie. So, yeah, that was a much welcome text. I was like, uh, yeah, I still need these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he texted me. He's like, hey, does Bo still need these? I'm like, oh, beyond the shadow of a doubt. And he's like, yeah. 
He's like, they've got these two, but they've also got the Shredder Splinter two pack. And I was like, I know he needs the turtles. I don't yeah, know about yeah. Shredder and Splinter. I got, yeah, I got Shredder Splinter. They're right behind me back there. But yeah, like I, said, I just need the four turtles of all of them I need. I've well, got the wrap and the trench coat, but I don't have the actual, like the base one yet. So now at least you're, you're, you're going to have half now? Yes, sir. Like I said, he like I said he takes me and him takes for a few minutes on top of like he was like, hey, are you looking for this? Like, hey, man, I you know because I, <laughs> I I've interacted with him. I know he uses a different name online, so yeah. like I, said, I I see that in passing. But this is the first time I've like talked one to one to him in a while, so it turned into a conversation. Hey, man, how you been? You know, and <laughs> yes, yes, I will take these. <laughs> yes, have some. Yes, exactly. That's what. But so yeah, that was a much welcome agreement. I told him I was like, man, he 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 told me he would definitely look for Raph and Mikey, and I said. Also, I know you have been up to hook up for finding uh, the Phoebe Egon set, so you know definitely let me know that too. So I expanded my search operations thanks to you. <laughs> thanks yeah. to you and Austin. He's like, I, I think Bo still needs these. I'm like, yeah, he does. I'm like, do you have his, his info? And he's like, no, I don't. So I tossed the number. I didn't figure you would mind. Yeah. I thought he when it comes to when it comes to the turtles, no, Bo does not mind. No. They mind. still not exist somewhere out there in the world. It, Yes, unfortunately, my spirit has been broken looking around locally. But yes, I'm still looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> so now you just need Mikey and uh, Raph. And Raph. Yeah. All right. And uh, if it's if it's all right, too, uh, speaking of Austin, uh, him and our friend Dan Harshman, they're about to launch their own <laughs> podcast coming up, the Black Firehouse Podcast. And these two gentlemen are... Very uh, passionate about uh, Ghostbusters prop building and things of that nature. So a lot of their podcast, I believe, is going to focus a lot on those areas. Yeah, Austin and, and Dan are tremendous prop identifiers, prop makers, builders. If you're into especially Ghostbusters props and want to learn a lot more about those, and check that out, the Black Firehouse podcast. Launching this week, right? Uh, yeah, I believe. I, believe so, yeah. I think actually they got their. Uh, from what I can tell, you can go ahead and listen to it on the Spotify app uh, for podcasts. Oh. Didn't didn't find it on the Apple Podcast, but I did see that it is available now on Spotify. Yeah, we'll have to listen to that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we know from experience that sometimes it can take a little while to get approved on the different platforms. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I know our Mister Brock here had a little bit of a fun time with that when we first started our podcast. So you know it. it it didn't take long for Apple to approve this podcast. Um, for my work podcast, it took them like four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it took a while to get that one going, but once it got going, I got to do one professionally at work too. That's yeah. because we got somebody at Apple that actually wants to listen to us. That's right. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I did notice that we have gotten some uh, some ratings on Apple Podcasts. So those of you that have gone on to Apple Podcasts and given us a rating, we really appreciate that. Thank you very much. And according to my daughter, you can also do that on Spotify. Okay. We appreciate that. Uh, so... Yeah, if you if you don't mind, we would love a five star rating, as we always say. If you don't enjoy the podcast and just forget we asked, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> if you enjoy it, please leave us a five star rating on Apple, on iTunes, and then uh, wherever you go, please drop us a a good rating. We'd appreciate it. And also, speaking of ways to help us grow the the podcast, uh, make sure you follow us on our social media channels. At Bama Geeks, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can search for Bama Geeks on YouTube as well. That's where you get not a full video version of this podcast, but uh, eventually there will be one. Speaking of the social media realm, 
we want to certainly grow the podcast. We want to increase our listenership. We want to increase, though, our interactivity with you guys. We've always had a lot of great interactions on social media with a lot of people, private messages. So here's what we're going to do. We told you in the last episode that we were going to announce something. So what we want to announce is the Bama Geeks front porch. Because in Alabama, when it's a nice day, where do you like to sit in a rocking chair and just chit chat about the world? That's right. And you know, the way that we talk, guys, we'll get on a tangent and then it's like all four of us are just sitting there talking like we're all in rocking chairs. And, and, and you know, it's the whole thing in Alabama is, you know, if you want to get directions, you can give directions by the old man sitting on the porch because uh, it's, it's, it, he's always going to be out there sitting on the porch and doing his thing. So it, it, it's very appropriate that we call this front porch because that's kind of how we ramble anyway in these episodes. Yep. And we, we've had one episode that we've called our front porch banter, and that's going to be when we don't have a specific agenda to talk about. We're just going to shoot the breeze. Mm-hmm. You do that on the front porch. So right. the Bama Geeks front porch is a brand new Facebook group. It is private, but if you will go to facebook.com slash groups slash Bama Geeks front porch, or just search Bama Geeks front porch, Go to our Facebook page, Bama Geeks, and there's going to be a link right in there to it. So that's our that's our brand new group. We've got a few members in there already. We kind of did a soft launch with some friends of ours, and we'd love for you to be a part of it. We do have some rules in place because we are a very family-friendly podcast. And, you know, in the South, you just, you have hospitality. You want everybody to get along. You want to treat everybody like, you know, mm-hmm. where everybody's a neighbor. Yeah. So there are some rules that you'll need to look over when you ask to join the group. And the rules are, I'll just give you the five rules. There's no uncivil discourse. Y'all play nice. Keep a gentle tongue. Memes, only in the comments. Don't start the post with memes. And this ain't a flea market. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the five titles to the rules. So the, the no uncivil discourse, I'll just, I'll just read it because I I can't think of a better way to say it than the way we've got it in there. But mama always said, you know, don't ever talk about politics and religion, even though with social media, that is out the window years ago. But, uh, you know, for people here in the South, you know, that's still a pretty good rule to live by. So let's not bring up politics and religion because, we all here on the podcast have different religious views. We have different political views. All four of us are different and we're four of the bestest friends you'll ever find. If we can get along, so can you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let us be the examples. Exactly. There you go. Follow our lead because we love each other to death. We hang around each other all the time. You can do the same. The only thing that we argue about is whose rocking chairs is more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it, it it may have a, you know, wiggly rocker on the bottom, you know, kind of like the buggies at Walmart. It's got that flat, mm-hmm. that one tire that goes mm-hmm. off kilter. <laughs> hey, that's why uh, I always uh, check the wheels now before I grab that buggy. Yeah. So we all fight over who gets what rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but the same thing, you know, uh, y'all play nice. Just be be kind to each other. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that's what we are all about in the South. We have, like I said, we've got our Southern hospitality. We love our neighbors. Just be nice. Don't start. Don't start crap in the group. Plain and simple. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's there's plenty of other places to do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Come this, here to have fun and enjoy. This, this is enjoy not the some, place. <laughs> yeah. can, can we point you to some uh, some Ghostbusters fans groups? <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> or toy collecting groups? Can we point you there? <laughs> so and we're uh, always for, for this group. We're always looking for opportunities. Um, for you, know, you can you can share ideas with us if if there's any like you know like we like covering the peanut butter solution the movies like that mm-hmm. if you run up on on something that you'd like to, for us to watch and and give you a review on let's you know bring it up yeah. let us know we'll take a look at it we've got some movies planned in the hopper here coming up but we're always looking for good content so you you could be a catalyst and you could help us out with that absolutely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep the next one like I said is keep a gentle tongue. Yet we're all adults, but uh, try to limit your no-no words in there because we are a family-friendly podcast. We do want to keep kind of clean in case, you know, we're we're it may be a private group, but we're going to let anybody in, mm-hmm. you know, because we want to grow the community. We want people to get to know each other. We just want to have a good time. So there may be some younger people and there are people of all different, you know, beliefs and persuasions that are going to be coming in there. So just, you know. It's it's like comedy with me. Like I I'm not a fan of of comedians who just talk about sex and dirty words all the time because to me that's not creative. You know, enchant me with your words. Let me hear you come up with something good without having to resort to that. So, you know, just try to try to limit that. Memes. We're we're kind of stealing this from a couple of other groups that we're involved with. Uh, they have a no meme policy. As far as starting off a post, because that that just keeps it as good quality discussion. Mm-hmm. So we we love memes. All of us love memes. Mm-hmm. My gosh, we love them. But limit those to comments on yeah. a post. If you're going to start an original post, then we ask that you start it off with some good content. And then if you want to put a meme in the comments, go right ahead. Memes might get taken down. We'll just go ahead and tell you that. Nothing personal. We just want to keep it. High quality content. Mm-hmm. Unless it happens to be one of us that does it. We've got to try to play by our own rules. Like, 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 like I've already done once. <laughs> what, if they're, what if they're memes of us? That's fine. Although, <laughs> although I really dread that. <laughs> we, 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 you're opening a Pandora's box there. You know? well, Some you people know. start making memes of us. Well, Just so they can post a meme. Yeah, yes. just... Yeah, that is true. But I've had we've all had memes made of ourselves by other mm. friends and everything, and they're actually pretty creative and funny. So eh, it's a gray area um, <laughs> when it comes to us. And the last rule, this ain't a flea market. Exactly what it says. We're not we're not a group that's going to be buying and selling stuff. So we, we only talk about that on the podcast. Yeah. OK. Yeah. If, if Bo wants to sell his Maddie trap, you know, we'll talk about it here. But uh, he will be respectful and not do it. Do it. Yeah. No. 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 I say it's. It's. You know. Yeah. I agree with you. Like I said, there's plenty of other places to do it. Like I said, this is just mostly you just want engaging mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the description of the podcast, wherever you're viewing this, we'll we'll have a link to it. Uh, just look it up on on Facebook. Bama Geeks Front Porch. 
And uh, we'll post it to our socials now that we've made the uh, public announcement. And I hope you guys just join. Tell your friends, you know, if they, if they just want some good old Southern discourse and conversation or whatever, pop culture, it doesn't matter. Just come on in and invite your friends, invite your enemies, play nice with your enemies if you do that. And the group. Please don't invite your enemies. <laughs> We don't want to. We don't want to deal with that drama. I don't want to deal with that drama, Brock. You don't want to deal with that oh, drama. No, no. I don't want. I don't want Jessica slapping anybody. Okay, we don't want no. any of that stuff. Jessica <laughs> is a second degree black belt. She may be only five foot three, but she has a second degree black belt. She will put it to use. Yeah. So you've been warned. <laughs> Miyagi Do, Cobra Kai, no. or Eagle Fang? Mijitsu. Yeah, Mijitsu. Mijitsu. There Mijitsu. we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh me, so Sensei yeah. Mijitsu. That's right. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Sensei Shorty. <laughs> um. You call me uh, Sensei Shorty. I was gonna say it sounds like a '90s like R and B or rapper. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take that. Yeah, that's my little rapping name. That's right, Sensei, Sensei Shorty. Okay. <laughs> 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 Oh, oh me. So, yeah, it's a, it's a Facebook group. We realize other people, some people don't do Facebook and that's understandable. Believe me, it's understandable, but, um, I feel like that's kind of the best place to, to have a, an open forum like this for everybody. So Bama Geeks front porch, search it on Facebook and welcome y'all. Come on up, sit on the porch with us, have some conversations. That's right. So hope to see you in there and we'll, we'll provide links everywhere and we'll definitely send out reminders and hopefully you'll join. Hopefully you'll invite people and we'll have a good time. So that's, uh, that's the first part of the growth that we're planning. We've got some other ideas that we're, we're all tossing about and let's just start it off with the Facebook group and, and let's grow our community and, and we'll take it from there while we work on some other ideas. Mm-hmm. So, but we appreciate all the downloads and uh, appreciate all the interactions. And there you go. I still can't sell these guys on the t-shirt cannon, guys. I'm trying. <laughs> they they won't do it. They're like, well, we we don't need a t-shirt cannon. Wait, yet. No, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm wait, on wait, it. wait. Who decided that? <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, this is Alabama. I know I know how to build a potato gun. We can do that. We can do our own DIY. I don't know yeah, who shot. Similar. I don't know who shot that down, but I can tell you it wasn't me. So I'm now off. I'll go ahead and, and give you one of the ideas I'm thinking of, you know, is doing we, we've done in the past. The Alabama Ghostbusters have done panels at conventions before. So one of the things I would love to do is, OK, here's the thing is we've got to get Bo to a convention that's not on a weekend that he works. <laughs> this is true. I'm, t- I, I'm telling you, it's it's like the convention gods and my work schedule got together and was like, hey, everything that you want to do is going to be weekends you work. Mm-hmm. Except Magic City Con. I know that is one of my open weekends this year. Good. So. Yeah, good. Good. Well, it, it, it might not be the beginning part of this year, but so at some point down the line, because quite frankly, I need to get a little bit more equipment to, to do this. But we have done, as part of the Alabama Ghostbusters, we've done podcast panels uh, at conventions in the past, uh, especially around in, in Birmingham. So we want to maybe do some live panels. And if we do that, dude, that t-shirt cannon is is a go, as long as the convention people are okay with it. 
<laughs> they won't let us in with that, man. Especially if we have Bo make it from a potato, like a potato cannon. Like, well, just come on, man. They're gonna let us in with that three three inch PVC pipe. Come on, man. I mean, surely we can get a peace tie on that, right? It may not last long, but sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that or um, you know, hot dog little guns that shoot out hot dogs or wait, marshmallows wait or now we have marshmallow guns. We we have ghost poppers. You yeah. know, Kinder or uh, Hasbro did re-release those, so we got little poppers. Here we are. I think they make t-shirts that small. We need to be more. We need to do a t-shirt trebuchet. There we go. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) But no t-shirt tried it, so we're not going to stab people. (laughs) Have a shirt. (laughs) But that that means we got to get like Bama Geek shirts made. Hmm. Mm. Oh, mm, we might be hinting at another idea. We we're, we're not going to oh, no. reveal everything tonight. <laughs> there are going to show all of our cards. Bama Geek's the flamethrower. Oh, nice. <laughs> Powered by Elon. Yes. <laughs> A while ago, Brock, you mentioned something about um, crude comedians and... Oh. <laughs> I thought that would be a really good segue into our oh. next topic. Oh, are we gonna, yeah. mm. we're going to go let's, into this. Let's go we? ahead. Okay. Comedians, comedians and go ahead, Kev. No, no, no. You dropped the No, no, no. No. I, I did. The, okay. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so apparently I've been, I've been unceremoniously nominated to do the, <laughs> the, 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 the sad part of the podcast. Yeah. Surprise. So, so yeah, you know, um, Merely minutes before we started recording this podcast, we learned that uh, Bob Saget passed away. Yeah, um, which you know, um, all of pretty much, yeah, pretty much everybody here, we we grew up with Bob Saget. You know, mm-hmm. he was like America's dad. You know, yeah. yep. he was he was he was everything. And then of course we've got uh, Sidney Poitier passed away, and then mm-hmm. uh, Betty White as well. And mm-hmm. you know the the whole thing with Betty White was uh, you know, a lot of her magazines had released, and it was celebrating her 100 years that she didn't Earthly quite plane. make it to. Yeah. Well, somebody did the math. They added in all the leap years and stuff. Technically, wouldn't she? Didn't she? She, make she, it? she would have made it if you would have added in the extra days from all the leap years. What oh. she survived or she lived through 24 leap years? Is that right? I'm bad with math, but I, it was in the twenties. Well, that would sound about right if it was a quarter. Yeah, it was about twenty-four. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, so I mean, twenty-four days. That's, yeah. So she had, she basically banked up a, almost a month's worth of leap year days. <laughs> That's like me trying life. to like me, me trying to save up my sick time so I can use it towards retirement. <laughs> you know, in just a couple of weeks before she had, you know, passed, it's it's kind of the thing that I made a comment on my social media about. You know, every time I'd see, I'd be scrolling through and I'd see a news article and it had her picture in it. And I was like, well, that's it. She's gone. And, you know, more recently, it was just, just a couple of weeks ago, they were talking about that People magazine article that would be coming out. Mm-hmm. And about Betty White turns 100. And I was like, no, no, we can't do this yet. That's that's not yeah. good. We don't need to be doing this. She hasn't made it yet. And then, yeah. That was the like, catalyst. She, she just saw 2022 coming and she's like, I'm out. Yeah. It's like, I'm good. Well, I, I like <laughs> to think of it that, you know, we had had such a rough last couple of years with things happening and, and sicknesses and things like that, that she just said, all right, look, I'm not going to dampen 2022. I'm just going to go ahead and check out now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what a way to go out the last day of the year. She was a great lady in television. And if you have a chance, there is a good documentary on Netflix, uh, Betty White, the first lady of television. I actually watched it. 
couple of months ago. It's really good. So in, in Betty's memory, go check that out on Netflix. And uh, she has a very fascinating story of her start in television and how she got started and show business and things like that. So, And then, like I said, of course, Sidney Portier uh, mm-hmm. passed away just a day or two ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two, day, two days ago, yeah. yeah. From today's Sunday, so yeah. Oscar Award winner. He mm-hmm. was a trailblazer mm-hmm. for African-Americans mm-hmm. so far as getting an Oscar and actually setting the stage for a lot of people behind him. Yeah. Denzel you know, Washington like, always made that comment that yeah. Sidney Poitier was a was someone he'd always uh, molded himself after and, and, and gave him a lot of inspiration and inspired him as an actor. And then, like Kevin said, just uh, 15 mm-hmm. minutes before we started recording this, spotted it on Twitter that somebody put R.I.P. Bob Saget. <laughs> and I'm like, no, there's no way. Yeah. And yeah, that's... Uh, you know, and he was he was in Dirty Work there with Norm Macdonald, who we recently yeah. just yeah. lost. So, yeah, that's just a, such a shock. Yeah, and the thing about Bob, you're talking about him being America's dad, you, you know, we grew up with him not only as, as Danny Tanner on Full House, but also as the host of America's Funniest Home Videos. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that mm-hmm. show was amazing back in the day. Oh, it was fantastic. And so you think he's just this wholesome guy. <laughs> and, then, and then one day I watched Half-Baked. Yep. That was the same <laughs> yep. all, all you got to do is watch his stand-up. Yeah. Any of his stand-up. Yeah. And you're like, Whoa. wow. Whoa. It's yeah. like, because, you know, the thing was, is we all kind of molded him around the same mold that mm-hmm. we had Bill Cosby. Yeah. And, you know, Bill Cosby was well, a clean comedy mystery. Well, 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 I'm going to go into the Bill Cosby yeah. stuff. Okay, but Bob didn't go that it, direct route. No, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah. no. Right. <laughs> right, but but so far as the mold that we had done, right. you know, yeah. we had all kind of mentally, wholesome, he was in that dad. same mold, the wholesome dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you, all you got to do is hear just like two minutes of, of Bob Saget stand up <laughs> and you're like, oh no, he's not a wholesome dad. Yeah. yeah. He's not a wholesome dad. There's a whole other side to Bob there. That got me as bad as... Golly, what was it last year? The Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were sitting on the couch, and all, I, I about jumped up from the couch. I'm like, no, and just like, what's wrong? I'm like, <laughs> Chadwick Boseman passed away, and you know that was I almost had that same reaction tonight mm-hmm. when when I saw Bob Saget because he was well, only sixty five. So I knew he was older, but I mean, still, I didn't you know 60, 65 was he was much older than I thought he was. I I don't know yeah. my brain. Of course, you know how you see people, you get you're certain that lock that certain time and age, you get locked in your head. So, right. Yeah. And he last tweeted something at, at just before three o'clock this morning mm-hmm. about, yeah, he did a two hour set. And that's where he died at the Ritz Carlton in Orlando, is where mm-hmm. they found him. Yeah. To, uh, this be- evening. He performed in Jacksonville. His last show was in Jacksonville. Um, but he died in Orlando. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Not that they're far apart, but. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, that's a rough week. Yeah. yeah they, they but say you know, they always say celebrity deaths are one in threes, right? Yeah. Oh, well, there's our three right there. And, and hopefully that's it. I, speaking on, you know, losing Betty and Bob, I had seen something posted that said, not sure our hearts can handle losing our grandma and a dad all in once. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's the sad part of the of the episode. Yeah, but uh, hey, Brock. Hey, speaking of spirits. Hey, 
Yeah. Let's talk about Ghostbusters after. <laughs> yeah, go. <laughs> Let's just. <laughs> what a transition. Welcome to our sense of humor. <laughs> look, look, hey, look, if there's Bob, anybody in this podcast is going to go with the dark sense of humor, it's going to be me. No. <laughs> I'm fine with it. You know, and Bob was a comedian. This would have been fine with him. Yeah. Yeah, he would have so, been. We appreciate this. And exactly. you know, Betty would have chuckled too. I didn't know oh, Cindy yeah. 48 that well, but I know Betty would have chuckled yeah. too. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> moving into other. Afterlife Realms. Yeah, Ghostbusters <laughs> Afterlife is out on digital. It's been out uh, now for a week, and within three weeks, it's going to be hitting that ultimate box set, all the 4K Blu-rays and mm-hmm. the uh, Making Ghostbusters book. Yeah. It's a fun time to be a Ghostbusters fan. You can now sit at home and watch Afterlife, which I'm ashamed to say that neither one of us have yet. <laughs> it's been on digital. Well, we, we've got it. We just hadn't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. We've been bad Ghostbuster fans, but it was a very Bo Bearden thing to do to immediately go to the uh, to the digital viewing just to get the closed caption on there to yeah. confirm. Yes, I did. To confirm the so, muffin. Yeah, Bo. <laughs> we, we have to tell the story uh, using clean language. Yeah, but you went you went uh, Im- immediately to the one part in. If you haven't seen Afterlife by now, spoilers. Yeah. We're not even giving a warning. It's, yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna lie. Yeah, when I've queued it up, I went back to the last 15 minutes of the movie because that was like that's that's the part I had to re-see ASAP. It was the last 15 <laughs> minutes of the movie. I mean, I love the movie as a whole, but the last 15 minutes is what I'm not gonna lie. That is what I wanted that movie. But yes, what did you discover? All right. Well, let's see. My thing was when we saw it when we saw it opening night twice. Uh, of course, uh, it gets down to where the uh, the original Busters are trying to take down Gozer again, and Whitson delivers a line of. Well, for me personally, I kept hearing muffin, but other people were hearing other things like uh, another another word with the letter M, like mother. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I, I, it's it's muffin because reason uh, on top of me just because I like the line anyway. Yeah. I wanted to be muffin because there's a great story about Ernie Hudson that our friend who's no longer with us, Ryan Kemp, told us about Ernie at a convention one time, and that's I'm gonna let. Rock, you tell it because you're a much better storyteller with this than I am. Yeah, but my memory is much worse. Um, <laughs> golly, was it in 2012, 2010, 2012, some, somewhere around there, there was a convention that Ernie was a part of. And Ernie was sitting at his table and he had to go do a panel or something like he had to go do a photo op or a panel and he didn't mm-hmm. get to finish his eating a muffin. And so he got up from the table and looked at his handler and said, don't f with my muffin. <laughs> Such an early thing to say. He wanted yeah. he wanted to come back to that muffin. Yeah. So so he came back and I think he finished the muffin and Ryan Kemp asked him if he could have that muffin wrapper <laughs> and got Ernie to sign it and got him to sign. Don't mess with my muffin. You That's know, Ernie great. Hudson. So, yeah. <laughs> that was a story that Ryan loved to tell. Oh, man. So, I, so, so it, it was kind of a, an inside Ghostbusters fans joke for a while. You know, don't mess with my muffin. I think somebody even put it on a t-shirt. Don't yeah. mess with my muffin, <laughs> Ernie Hudson. So, yeah, it was very, it was awesome to hear Winston say that in the movie. Let's toast this muffin because I highly doubt that incident had anything to do with that line being in there. Well, but we, that we just can made, hope. Yeah. That made yeah. it all the more special, though, yeah. hearing it. Yeah. That was like the main thing. Like, so I went to the last 15 minutes of the movie, turned the caption on, and I sat there and I waited. And like I waited. And then, like I said, he, he dropped the line. I was like, yes. I mean, it all makes a good thing. Sweet, my son was a, sweet victory. <laughs> but, you know, until we can actually get 
Ernie to, you know, do an interview and actually, you know, talk about it. Who knows? That yeah, could have influenced it. it. I mean, you don't know. You never know. That could have been something that was memorable to him. The man loves muffins, apparently. So, hey. hey. I mean, I don't. I, I can't blame him. Muffins are good. Well, Livery muffins are fantastic. If muffins are keeping him in the shape that he's in, being the oldest yeah. of the original oh Ghostbusters, goodness, right? And as good as that man looks, <laughs> man, ha- have a muffin a day. You don't need an apple. Have a muffin. So, like I said, I understand. Like it's it's how it is. Like I said, he is the oldest, but he looks the the least oh, oldest of the guys. It's fantastic mm-hmm. shape, oh. absolutely. Ernie's a treasure. Ernie is an absolute treasure. I have to wonder who who I wonder what happened to that muffin wrapper, <laughs> or what lucky person may have their hands on that right now. That's a good question. We need to ask Jonathan Peacock because I wonder yeah. like what happened. What happened with like a lot of Ryan's collections? You know, I I, I don't know. That's that's not something. Uh, Bo and I went to his funeral mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in 2015, and we met his dad. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, well, after I, his funeral, I I didn't mm-hmm. inquire into any of that because that was. Yeah, well, I mean, that's something yeah. you don't think about. But I'm just, that's now I'm kind of curious. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm curious because like I, that was a very awesome collection. He had the if anybody had an amazing collection, it was him. And I would, yeah. you know, like I said, I hope it went to a good home. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, he had eight proton packs, nine, mm-hmm. and they they all yeah. they were all different. and a slime blower and, and a slime, slime blower. blower. They were all different, and he named them yep. different names. I wish I would have had the pleasure of knowing oh, Ryan man. Kemp. Uh, Ryan was a treasure. There's, just, there's a reason why, like a lot of us guys who knew him, we go on about him all the time because yeah. he was, he was just he was a the, the, he was the perfect embodiment of us. You know, he was the he was the eccentric fan, but a good person. Yeah. Yeah. If you want a good interview with Ryan Kemp, and I, <laughs> I tell you what, go look up the Western Kentucky Ghostbusters on YouTube. There you go. And I mm-hmm. think they posted the full interview that Ryan had shot for the Ghost Heads documentary. I think they've got on. I know Jonathan Peacock posted it, uh, the full length version somewhere. Whether it was under the Western Kentucky's account or not, I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you showed me that interview, Brock. Though I really, really appreciated that. And yeah, I wish you could have known him. Yeah, I mean Ryan. <laughs> I always remember he came down for the Ghostbusters showing at the Alabama Theater that we had, and he. Uh, Chase Ambrose had donated an old light bar off his, off his, uh, he, he had a Dodge Magnum that he converted over to an Ecto. And so he had an old light bar and gave that to us to auction off during the, uh, the tornado relief raffle back in 2011. And Ryan came down to the Alabama theater and, and bought it. Mm-hmm. And I remember helping him load it into the truck and we went out to eat afterwards and there's this giant light bar sticking out of the back of Ryan's truck. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, man, I'm, I'm so happy to have this. I don't think he did anything with it, but he had a light bar. Well, yep. just just to let everyone know, too, for I just uh, had searched YouTube about that interview. Couldn't find it. Just searching by Western Kentucky Ghostbusters. <laughs> I put Ryan Kemp in the search and about three videos down. There it is. Whose uh, account's it under? Lewis Tully. Ryan was a great Lewis Tully cosplayer, too. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And when he did cons, uh, some of the pictures he took with the celebrities were some of the <laughs> best. 
Like there's mm-hmm. one with him and the Undertaker. Oh, that is one of my favorites. And the Undertaker's oh, got him by the collar, and Brian's got this look of like scared to death look on his face. And Undertaker's <laughs> got his fist pulled back like he's about to punch Ryan. <laughs> well, his his caption was great. He said he wasn't mad; he was just disappointed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then he got a, he got in there with a cast of arrows, Stephen Amell and. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Daniel Panabaker and uh, Katie uh, 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 with a dad. Katie. Uh, 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 Kate, uh, yeah. Cassidy. Cassidy. Katie Cassidy. Cassidy, Cassidy, yeah. Yeah, he's in the group group picture with all of them, and and they're all giving him like this evil look because he's standing in front, and he's got his button-up shirt pulled open, and it's a Hawkeye shirt <laughs> <laughs> instead of Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan was the absolute best at, yeah. at celebrity photo ops. He, he was just the best at so many things. Yeah. Definitely getting a laugh. So he was an improv comedian. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, we we, we got to go back to Ghostbusters Afterlife. But that's well, yeah. well speak, speaking of <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife, yeah. Oh, he would have loved that. I'm sure he would have been just oh, nuts yeah. over this movie too. Mm-hmm. He was a big advocate for even the 2016 time. Yep. From from what I've been told, he was oh, a, he yeah. was a big. Oh, he was the first Ghostbuster fan to meet Paul Feig at a convention. Yep. And Feig, yep. His, Ryan walked up to him in his uh, in his flight suit, and Paul's like, "Look, I'm not trying to ruin your childhood. Please don't hate me." <laughs> 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 but yeah, Paul um, Paul got some one on one time with Ryan and remembered him, and that's one thing. When I went up to when we went out to Sony for the trailer premiere for Answer the Call, I asked Paul. I said, "You know, it'd, it'd be really great if you could." do a tr- tribute in the credit somehow just a you know memory of ryan mm-hmm. and uh, sure enough he did so if you go back and watch ghostbusters afterlife he uh he yep, what, what? Up, up answer the call if you oh. go back and watch answer the call the uh, 2016 mm-hmm. you'll see at the very end of the movie a, a line dedicated to ryan in the credits mm-hmm. yeah stand up move by paul <laughs> so anyway back to ghostbusters afterlife yes <laughs> but yeah like I said, I, like I said, the the digital's been nice. I know the iTunes version got like a lot of extra features with it, didn't it? Mm-hmm. But like I said, that's I'm looking forward to the the physical release so I can get it. Yeah, there's going to be a lot more. There's supposed to be some really really good deleted scenes from Ghostbusters two. That's well, I think never there's like tw- there's like 22. I know there's the Eugene Levy, uh, Lewis's yes. brother, right? Yes. yes, Eugene Levy. They had like a there's a slight like you can see it for a few seconds like in the little I guess the little trailer for the collection where you can hear him talking he's, mm-hmm. he he sounds very lewis lewis like so it's even great to hear lewis, <laughs> levy talking like that yeah That's i'm gonna be- really excited to see that because i'm a really big fan of eugene levy mm-hmm. like i've always seen that there's always been that one photo circulating around where him standing next to the car as they're, they're pulling out from where they were mm-hmm. i can't remember there's that one there's what tw- i think 22 different things from ghostbusters 2 that's added i think it's like as of like special features deleted stuff, two has the most stuff added to it. Mm-hmm. But they have what's the preview cut of, in the TV version of Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I got to say, I'm really glad that Sigourney Weaver scored her audition because I just don't think I could see Kelly LeBrock as a Dana Barrett. I, man, if, if Kelly LeBrock would have been Dana, man, Peter would have been amped up to like 50 more than he is. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Well, like it was her and Denise Crosby. Who else was it they showed an uh, audition for Dana? I can't remember. I haven't. I really have not yeah. done an extensive study of that list yet. But yeah, I know Kelly Brock and Denise Crosby were the two. That I was like, wow. Tasha Yar is Dana Barrett. 
That would have been weird. Well, you know. Uh, that would have been cra- oh. She would have had a green slime instead of the black tar that killed her off in next year. Spoilers. Oh. 30 years. <laughs> Probably more closer to getting to 35 years. We're very close to 35. What's uh, 87? Yeah, we're mm-hmm. we're at thirty five years of next generation. Mm. This year. Oh no, 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 no! Man, <laughs> good night. I feel really old. <laughs> yeah, I just I just think you know Sigourney as Dana is a whole lot better than Kelly would have been as Dana. I, just when I see Dana Barrett, I don't see her as the Kelly LeBrock statuesque kind of person. I don't I don't know. It just kind of seems a little weird. So. Well, you know, you're looking at it through, you know, you're 30 plus, 30 plus years of obsession with Ghostbusters. So, I mean, you never this know. This is true. This is true. I mean, it's a slightly different subject, but I mean, think about it, guys. Christopher Walken, actually, he auditioned for Han Solo in Star Wars. So, I mean, could you have imagined Christopher Part of me is disappointed now because I kind of, <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you know. I'm going to, I'm going to pay you back, Jama. <laughs> I got just, a bad feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so there, there, there are some odder near misses that we've had with <laughs> with, with characters than that. <laughs> it, it makes me think with that when you talk about Star Wars reminds me. I want to say it was either late nineties, early. I think it was around the time that the. Uh, the prequels came out for Star Wars. SNL did a bunch of sketches where they had like you know audition tapes of different people auditioning for different characters. Yeah, one of my favorites was the Walter Matthau auditioning for Obi Wan, which was great. <laughs> I need to go look that up. I do not remember this. Oh, that's a great thing. I'll have to remember. I'll send it to you after we get done recording. Okay. Yeah. God, you know, you know, back in '99, that that was all anybody was talking about was Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars was yep. coming back, and so everything SNL was Star Wars. Like every one of them, it was crazy. Like they would cover something Star Wars with every single one of the the episodes of somewhere, and so you can get you can get a lot of content from that. Yeah, uh, speaking of Star Wars, we will be discussing Book of Boba Fett. Consider this your early spoiler warning. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, but don't leave yet. Yeah, yeah, not yet. Bo has got something he wants to share with us that oh. that him him and the son played. Um, a, a, it's going to be the first time we've really covered a video game that's um, kind of this is kind of out there. You want to give us some coverage on it, there, Bo? Let us know what right. we're discussing. All right. Well, I do some of this just uh, Twitch streaming. I hadn't been doing it as much lately, but uh, usually when I do it, it's me and my son. So I try to find you know fun stuff that'll be entertaining for us to play, but also for people to watch. Well, give your channel. I, out. Uh, uh, well, it is of course it is Twitch Twitch TV slash MB eight one. That's usually my, my screen name on anything is MBTHEGR81. So MB the great one. Yes, that's we'll it. We'll put a it's, link. I've had that like since like fit, like since like thir- around 10th or 11th grade. So it's been like a screen name I've used for everything. I was very full of myself back then. <laughs> I don't know if I still am now, but uh, we, uh, me and him, I always look for odd things. And uh, I saw this trailer for this game and it's called Deer Simulator. I don't know if any of you guys have seen these big simulator games are really popular. Like there's some more calmer ones like Farm Simulator. I've seen I've seen Lawn Mowing Simulator, which that might be our next thing to try. Oh but uh, oh. and then and then you have the extremities like Goat Simulator, where basically you're a goat causing havoc in your local neighborhood. Well, this is think Goat Simulator, but like apparently someone got a hold of some really good drugs and went even farther like <laughs> it's it's called deer simulator well it's essentially like it's weird like i'll just give you a small breakdown you start out the game you create a personal character like you can create a person a person you create a person 
And you could spend, you know, like any other create a character, five, ten minutes or, you know, an hour. Well, then after you create your character, it opens up with you walking across the street and you save a deer and then it kills you and then you're reborn as a deer. So there's already there's where we're going here. <laughs> the, the next thing, it becomes this fever dream where you're this deer that I swear is is indestructible. You could on top of it just being a deer. You can you can extend your neck and basically swing like Spider Man. Like I said, it gets the more I talk about it, it sounds it sounds more insane. So I'm sorry. Like I said, this is this is the game. I promise you. Well, you can look up a trailer. On top of that, you can switch out your deer's horn for guns, laser guns. Also, your deer can run like Sonic fast on its hind legs while to- while dragging someone behind them. Oh, I, I had that thing. What, what, well, of what course, was that song? I mean, yeah, it's running in the nineties. I'm sure if anyone's heard, it's it's like it's like really big on Dance Dance Revolution, right? Yes, yeah, running in the nineties. I can't think of it's the the artist. It's running. The song's running in the nineties. I'm sure anybody our age or younger has heard it. That's what I hear when I see that when I was watching you and Oliver last night. Well, I have a sound command which is that running in the nineties because I introduced Oliver to that song. Oh, that's right, you did play that last night. Yeah, so yeah, I've got I've got a clip of it. Like you said, um. You know, eventually, like I said, I know you said we may drop it, you know, for people to see. They said, we'll, we'll do it that way. But yeah, it's 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 the weirdest thing. And like on top of it, you your deer can like there's giant there's giant other animals. It makes no sense. There's a giant fish in the sky. There is a giant koala on a on a building <laughs> that if you attack, it shoots lasers out your eyes and then insta kills you. I guess if you level up, you become stronger. Like I said, this is like a Gen Z video games is Really odd. <laughs> well, you you say odd, but we did watch Lamageddon. Yeah, so, you know this. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of lasers coming out of the eyes. Yeah, exactly. Well, is, well this is yeah. like Lamageddon, the video game with, I guess, I on some kind of illicit drug. I don't know. I mean, Lamageddon was an illicit drug. <laughs> that is true. Drunk when they did that. One. <laughs> but like, no, and what's even like is you know, like I said, we I know we're we're Alabama based and. You know, a lot of po- folks who are deer hunters, which my my father in law uh, he loves deer hunting, and I I, I applaud them. Like, uh, to me, like I don't care about it. you go hunt, you do have fun. You're you're out in the woods, do your thing. To me, I'm like, you know, it's a cold winter's morning. I'm staying in bed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but the the deer that he hunt don't have laser guns on there. No, horns. no, that's what I'm saying. That's that's the great thing about it is. But man, you know, what if it did? This is that just takes it fan, to a whole new level. Sharks yeah, with freaking laser beams on their head. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're team deer that want to cause havoc, then there you go. Okay. Well, I, didn't, I didn't think about it anyway. It's like basically like Goat Simulator and Grand Theft Auto because if you cause so much havoc, the police are, the police, uh, air quotes, are initiated. The first level, the police are sheep with uh, with billy clubs or, not, or with nightsticks. <laughs> and then is, 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 your, is your level of whatever you always say, your level of uh, notoriety increases. Like there were polar bears that were where they had police cars on them. Like I, I've looked at later on, it looks like there's a lion mech with a police car. I don't know how we haven't got that far yet. So. <laughs> but does does King Kong Koala ever get involved in the police stuff? I have no idea. That's what I'm saying. We played it for about thirty or forty five minutes. We'll we'll revisit it again. Like I'm I'm enjoying all these oddball games. Like I've had these some of these on the back burner for a while. We just haven't been able to play them. Like there's one game I've got called Maneater where you're a killer shark, which I know that's going to be up his alley. I was six soon to be seven year old little boy so i mean you know you should i wish you could have seen like so brock saw us and jessica was like we were laughing hysterically that's what i like about like the deer driving Mm -hmm. yes the deer got into a car 
but then like on the car is well, like a mounted deer head. That's to the, the show you that the deer's in the car. Well, and I saw that that there was one where he got on a motorcycle and turned himself into the Tron cycle. Yeah, no, the Akira yeah, Tron <laughs> I mean, cycle, and there's like in the trailer it does the Akira slide. So apparently, like I said, there's people our age or know the references. I mean, <laughs> I, I just wanted to be on this pitch meeting for this game. That's what I want to know. It was everybody sitting around in beanbag chairs with their incense lit. Are we ready to release this game yet? What else can we put in it? Yeah. I don't know. This doesn't seem fleshed out. Let's add a King Kong koala. Yeah. Yeah, man. Let's just do it. Sure. And if you attack it, it shoots you with laser beams and kills you instantly. Sure. Why not? Makes total sense. <laughs> I think it's so it's it's so absurd. It's good. I love those kinds of games. Oh, they said I'm gonna have to play this, and it's like low res poly. Oh, it's like it's kind of not it's high 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 definition, but it's like kind of that poly look to it. Like uh, Kevin, mm-hmm. we were talking about beforehand, mm-hmm. and like it's got like glitches to it, but that's part of the gameplay's charm. Like there's one where you like get the you can pull somebody behind you and drag you, and then like his arms will stretch, and it's that whole that whole extent, you know, like that stretched out um uh, oh uh, graphical era, but it's still part of the game. Like I said, it is it is the weirdest thing ever. Like I've seen a lot of weird video games, but this is up there in my top five. Well, so not AAA development. But, I don't think it's probably know? it's it's probably like a little indie game. Yeah, I know. If like I said, if you subscribe to the Xbox Game Pass, that's how I got it. I I got it, and that's how I downloaded it, played it that way. I know it's on Switch and PC. It's and on Steam. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. on Steam. So there, there's mm-hmm. there's ways to play it, and I'm probably sure you don't probably won't need a powerful machine to play it. I don't know. It depends on how well that thing's been optimized. That is true. <laughs> Although these days, I will say a lot of times these days, indie games are more optimized and better than AAA games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so if you play Deer Simulator, Deer Simulator. Yeah, Deer. There, <laughs> there are four E's in it. If you've played it, want to share it in the Bama Geeks front porch? Give us some videos and I think we may... We may even be okay with the occasional meme about mm, mm, <laughs> in the comments. Mm. Well, if, yeah, in look, the comments. If, if if none of these guys are online and it's just me looking at it and approving the stuff, and I'll, I'll let it fly until they, until they <laughs> because it'll be funny. But yeah, but yeah, officially, do it in the comments. Yeah, I have absolutely gotten sucked into Far Cry Six. I am. Oh yeah. One thing I and I don't know how many video games do this these days, but like after I conquer a region, I'll get an email that was like, "Oh, you took over this section. I'm still not scared of you yet, you know, or whatever." And it tells you how many kills and everything else. Yeah, is this like a personal email it sends to you, like on your email? Yeah. Like, say if you sign. Well, Ubisoft's really cool about that. Like they did. I don't know if they did that for Far Cry Five, which I I keep telling you that one. That's that's been my favorite of that series so mm-hmm. far. Well, I like that, I, said, I, I I never played Far Cry, but you show me Giancarlo Esposito in anything. Oh, he's sold. I'm 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 a I'm a sucker. Yeah, he's sold. And he's been fantastic. He's gonna come after you with a dark saber. Hey, <laughs> come on. Or a box cutter. Hey, Kevin, you're not both box cutter. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, well, hey, we've got dark sabers and box cutters. We can take him. Oh, man. That's right, <laughs> That's buddy. Mm-hmm. We got him. I'll get my best car out. We'll be good to go. I don't have that. I'll have to uh, bring you in to fight. There we go. <laughs> well, Kevin was just pointing to Boba Fett, so I'm going to go ahead and just say, mm-hmm. let's talk Book of Boba Fett. Here is your spoiler sound right there. Two episodes in. We are all caught up on it. We've mm-hmm. all watched that- it, including Bo. 
That's why I say that's the most shocking thing of this. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. So I think, uh, I don't know what, we didn't really talk much about this because we kind of, uh, in the pre-show, because we kind of wanted to save it and, you know, kind of get everybody's impressions. But the, the second episode, definitely, it was much more impactful than the first one. The first one was kind mm-hmm. of setting it up. And then we got to see, you know, how Boba, like within the first like 45 seconds, basically how Boba Fett escaped from the from the Sarlacc and, right. and why because we've been asking how, how is he still alive and then they finally canonized it you know how he actually got out of the Sarlacc and and this one we got to they are really going heavy in on building the story now mm-hmm. yeah this, this um, is it's a good slow burn I like it yeah yeah this was this and the, the fact that anybody who knows me personally knows that um that it, so far as Star Wars cosplay go, I've done a lot of different Star Wars cosplays, but there are two <laughs> in my life that I have done and I've spent a lot of time on. The first one was a Tusken Raider. Mm-hmm. Built it. Me and, me and a good friend of mine, Robert, we built Tusken Raiders from scratch, milled all of the parts um, uh, on a lathe when he worked at a, a company in downtown Birmingham called General Machinery. Um, he actually used their lathe there and we did all of the metal pieces and everything. So I have my Tuscan Raider on display in a stand in the corner of my office over here. Mm-hmm. In the other corner of my office, I have Boba Fett. So you can imagine just how incredibly happy this makes me personally to know that Boba Fett's new lineage and one of the reasons, if not the primary reason, he changed to more of a black undersuit other than to hide his dad bod a little bit, which, you know, I mean, <laughs> come on. Yeah, black is, is slimming. Exactly. Is the fact that he is he is now honoring his Tuscan lineage, mm-hmm. which is the way that they did that story and the way that they mm. showed that, you know, he was the underdog and then they didn't respect him. And then he went out and he killed, yeah. which I still don't know what the thing was called. The thing with the, the six legs. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that's called, but I'm I don't know. Like, but it was a very uh, nod to the Harry Housen type, you know, animated situation with yeah. the beast there. But. Still, I don't well, know. You know the, the, the head of that thing looked like the uh, the Clash of the Titans. Mm-hmm. The, the Titan. It yeah. looked like that. Very yeah. much so. I mean, but, you know, when he came back with just the head, I was like, oh, yeah, they're they're totally pushing this. And they want us to think that yeah. when you when you saw what it looked like and the fact that just the way that they made that thing move where it's like it kind of stood up on its hind legs like Goro from Mortal Kombat there and was mm-hmm. like grabbing stuff. <laughs> but right. as soon as it started moving, it went down and started walking like a centaur. If they do a new Rancor for the pit, it needs to be that thing. That would be phenomenal to see that. I don't yeah. know if it gets as big as a Rancor, but yeah. That so would, you wouldn't be more trapped in a pit with the one, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, watching that second episode, that's a, that's the one thing that came to mind. I was like, this is Kevin Gardner all in like a massive oh second God. episode. This is all about Kevin Gardner right here. And, and you guys know how excited I've been about this. I mean, mm-hmm. we've talked about it, yeah. we've done it on yeah. several episodes. It's like, you know, I've been about Boba Fett all my life. It's right. just like, it's, it's my favorite character or one of my favorite characters. Uh, and and then just the fact that it's almost like they were like, let's do, <laughs> let's make the story exactly the way Kevin would want. I, yeah, exactly. And that's kind of like it's what is what's happening here. So I'm like, this is like it was written for me. It's just it's it's been like just I so just, far it's been just a phenomenal journey. I wish well, I could I, mean, I could wish I could have witnessed you firsthand watching this episode. Just the, the giddiness that you were probably experiencing watching this. Oh my well, gosh, man! <laughs> well, the first two episodes have done really good. Like you know, like it's, it's always the thing. You know, Boba Fett. You know, didn't have much screen time originally, mm-hmm. and then 
the original. Mm-hmm. And then now he's he's getting more with this. And then like the Tuscans, like it's really cool. Like the Tuscans were, you know, always everybody's known what the Tuscans are, but you didn't know much about them outside of they were the sand people. Right. You, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean, well, you for books another thing. I keep forgetting. This is like I guess in the live action realm. Which but you like, can't just say the books anymore because you never yeah. we knew about them, but it's like, is it legends? Mm-hmm. Is it, right. it, it so like these guys are actually Canaan now, and we've got Tuscan Raiders that are wearing they they have black. Yeah, um, I like I for aesthetics. I like that. Even though that's a for temperature wise, that is a completely bad decision for me. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, well, and it just goes to show you that Tuscans just wear what they find. Well, didn't I like I want to say they were like a different tribe. Like didn't it, they? Mm-hmm. I want to say their their tribe leader because basically the way I, I'm taking the Tuscans now, they're presented like as a, a Native American type tribe. Like yes. I, there's a lot of Native American inspiration different, I can see. Yeah, yeah different yeah. tribes, different. Yeah. So I, I would say that's why I get because like I think he talks about the their other tribes were more mm-hmm. you know they were always out there trying to do something mm-hmm. where they they kind of they were kind of not nomads but they kind of kept to themselves right mm-hmm. yeah the, the, these and just the fact that we got to see Tuscan Raiders being taught how to ride swoop bikes <sighs> which, I don't know if you guys I don't know if you guys knew the difference there but you know there are speeder bikes which is what the Empire <laughs> yeah. has and then there are swoop bikes which are kind of like if you think of these these are the official off the shelf Kawasaki's and then the ones that <laughs> that 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 you find their swoop bikes are like Harleys. They're like Speak- all customized. Speaking of which, those bikes, that gang that rode them, their mm-hmm. emblem that they paint on the side of that building, is that just like their gang emblem or is that yes. something playing to something bigger? I don't think so. I think that was more the gang. Okay. But okay. um one of the references that not many people would have gotten unless you were probably a a, a, a more favorite Star Wars fan. Is when when uh, the miners are mm-hmm. uh, at the at the bar and the mm-hmm. two humans that yep. were in there, um, that yeah. that those were actually characters from a deleted scene mm-hmm. uh, uh, from the original Star Wars script, and they're named Cammy and Fixer. Right. Um, Cammy and Fixer were were childhood friends, and I'm saying friends in air quotes because they were always picking on Luke whenever he was whenever he was younger, uh, and he was and they were part of the catalyst as the reason why he wanted to leave, like Wedge left. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever he left and yeah. i and honestly believe it or not i didn't realize that until after that scene and i was like that looked like that was was cami and fixer and it kind of threw me because the the voices didn't sound the same as they did in the um the radio dramas so star wars did you know back in the day that was npr's big thing was doing radio dramas mm-hmm. and uh, that that whole because the radio dramas based on the original script when they did that they started out with wasn't the the uh, Star Destroyer coming over interview? It was starting off with Luke Skywalker listening to an uh, Imperial Academy recruitment tape. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing you hear him listening to in the in the movie in the radio drama era in the script. So you uh, mentioned Fixer, and that that spurred this memory uh, mm-hmm. in the Star Wars uh, signature series uh, collector's cards that I got last year. I wound up getting an autographed card of fixer of uh anthony oh, wow. forrest there. okay can you see that kev yes that's awesome yeah and I, i'm like who is fixer i had no idea who fixer was <laughs> and then i looked it up and this anthony forrest guy was actually he actually said the line in the movie uh you know when obi-wan is doing the the mind trick mm-hmm. you know well, there, the there, there are for. rumors 
that they're going to be their their role is going to be built out more potentially in um, the Obi Wan series. We may actually see them in the Obi Wan series coming up. So there's a really good reason why they're showing them now, mm-hmm. is so that we can get familiar with the characters ah, and we'll remember okay. them whenever. Because you know later on this year is where we're going to be getting this the the, the limited run, the six episode Obi Wan series. So there, I think those two actors. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if it was those two actors or it was another set of actors have already been cast for Cameron Fixer for that. I believe I, I, I could be getting that mixed up, but yeah. And um, if uh, and if you want to see that deleted scene that we're referring to, um, it's uh, you can find it on YouTube. Um, Star mm-hmm. Wars nineteen seventy seven Tashi Station deleted scene mm-hmm. that has that reference back to that as well. I mean, there was so much from the from the original script that we missed out on because mm-hmm. George Lucas wanted to do the whole intro being the. The starter story coming over, which, by the way, that, I mean, I'm not going to debate. That was the, the the good move to do because it would have been a slow burn start had they started with Luke racing Fixer and then threading the stone needle. We only ever get to hear Luke talk about threading the stone needle, but in the original script, you actually he actually does it in the original script, and that's when he he's the only person to ever thread the stone needle. Apparently, so that that, that that's a huge little thing that you can you can. <laughs> You can see or you can listen to if you ever can find the uh, the link to the original Star Wars radio dramas and that yeah. they actually go through the whole thing. But hey, speaking yeah. uh, Bo, speaking of books and comics, we had a character in this episode that jumped <laughs> right out of the comics <laughs> that was I mean, this guy has villain and antagonist written all over him. Mm-hmm. It's the first time we get to see a bad Wookiee. And his name is Black Kersatan. Yeah. yeah, his his presence on the screen was something else. You look at this guy, and if you know his history, yeah, one of the things I would recommend if you're big into Star Wars and you want to know about this, look up, there's a YouTube channel called Star Wars Explained, and he does a really good recap of, of who Black Kersatan is. Mm-hmm. And you will, once you, and this is a lot of this is comics, so it's, it's, a lot of this stuff is canon. Once you know this, you can realize why he was looking at Boba Fett the way he was. Okay. They have history, and it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it did so he look- really doesn't like Boba Fett, and he probably wants to kill him. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of got that impression. Yeah, yeah. He kind of the 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 glances. I kind of yeah, got that the, impression. The Wookie side eye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's it, it's so exciting that we actually get to see a bad Wookie. We've never really yeah, seen I've- one because Wookies in their in their society. The only way that you can really get kicked out of Wookiee society is to become what's called a Mad Claw. And a Mad Claw is when you use your claws against a, a fellow mm-hmm. Wookiee. Yeah. Um, so basically you commit a crime using you know violence against another Wookiee and they'll kick you out of society. And it's supposedly that's what like, happened with Black Crusaden is he he left and then at that point he became a gladiator and then he and then it just kind of snowballed from there. But yeah, if you want to know the, the history on him, I would recommend looking it up. It's uh, Star Wars Explained. Just look up the the Black Kersatan. And it's, it'll just give you just a few minutes rundown on him. It'll get you caught up for sure. That's why I said that's been the craziest thing about all this. Like I said, the, with Mando and now Boba Fett, it is blown up with ex- giving you the expanded universe that a lot yeah. of folks have wanted. I was one of those you know, fans that most of us in Star Wars that were upset when they decided just to re- say, we're making everything Expanded Universe Legends and we're retconning everything. You know, we're, it, we're going to just freely retcon anything that we want to now that it's Legends. But they've been doing a really good job when they've got some folks there at Lucasfilm that are just cherry picking things out of the comics and cherry picking things out of Legends. Like, you know, we have Grand Admiral Thrawn, who's going to become, become the uh, 
most likely the primary antagonist for Ahsoka's um, series, mm-hmm. Ahsoka Tano series coming up. So, um, and he exists apparently now before the original trilogy and now after the original trilogy. You know, we get to find, I guess we get to find out how, how long Chiss live. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it, they're cherry picking things out of uh, expanded universe, and it's actually turned out to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. What was your take, Kevin, on uh, the uh, the Hut cousins? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you might you talking about the, the brother and sister? <laughs> oh yeah, br- yeah, brother and sister. Yeah. yeah. How how uh, what, what their look? I should say. You know, the, the weird thing is, is um, I don't know if it was intentional. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but they were really grainy looking. I don't know. I watch it. I've watched the episode like five times now, and I don't know if it's just if it's just the look of them, but um, it's almost like they're like standard definition, and the rest of everybody I, well, around them. Well, I wonder if it has to do with because they're doing like aren't they doing the same way of filming they did Mando with the big large LED screens for the backdrop? Maybe, yeah. So I, that might be some kind of like lighting thing or something. I mean, I don't. Yeah. It doesn't bother me because I remember the the special edition Java. So this is <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know that's where I was going with this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, you know, maybe the reason they did that was because they were very overtly trying to not do that, um, to not make him look super clean. Because it, it, where they were on the scene, they were further back, mm-hmm. so it would have been with the dust kicked up in the haze, and you know they were doing the the banging the drums with with all that. And, and overall, I mean, obviously, we're going to hear more about it. The yeah. huts don't give up. They they literally they have species that were born in subservience to them. Um, so they they always have somebody doing something for them. So and they have a lot of power. So if they've if they've come around and they've said we have a, this this is our the, you know Mos Espa's ours and Boba Fett says no it's not it's mine. You know they, they I mean they even openly say you know sleep lightly because that's, that's pretty much them you know yeah. the horse head in the bed kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, like, the book of Boba Fett has given me too big like it's like too big a. Uh, I want to say it feels like a Western and, and mm-hmm. the Godfather have, have mm-hmm. made, made movies. And essentially yeah. That's what they're doing with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're definitely going to see a uh, uh, blacker Sodden. We're definitely going to see more of him. I, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if he's sent after Boba Fett in the next episode. Um, but I, I, if there's, I mean, granted, I'm not a director, but if they're smart, they should probably nurse that. Yeah. Blacker Sodden thing a little longer and let it, get toward the end and pull in. But then again, I don't know. I mean, there's another character. Um, the, the, I, I don't know if we know the name yet, but the, the Tuscan Raider that helped train Boba Fett, mm-hmm. the female Tuscan Raider mm-hmm. who is inc- an incredible combatant is turning out to kind of be kind of a side main character as well. So we may see more of that character come up. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's something with Boba Fett where he makes a loose alliance with Tuscans in general even though they're nomadic of like, you know, uh, help me out and we can protect each other kind of well, thing. Well, I think just from the the events of the first two episodes, you know, Boba's become family by bond with the Tuscans now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's, you know, yeah. that's, that's one thing I kind of need. Like I, especially that last bit there where they're all, they're doing their, the, the interpretive dance. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah, prefer the rich, to. The, the ritual oh together. Oh man. So, so that, that, that interpretive dance that, <laughs> that we're talking about, um, guys, um, early on in, on TikTok, I had found a, a video like right after it aired um, where someone had said, and, and I think anybody who saw the scene probably had this in the back of their head. Just about everybody I've talked to. Thriller. Michael Jackson's Thriller. 
when they're doing their dance, it almost perfectly times it, it, it is. It was perfect timing. That video was great. So someone actually did a video of the interpretive the the, the dance <laughs> to Thriller, and it looked phenomenal. So I'm like sitting on this for a week. I'm like, look, I'm I'm not going to spoil this for anybody. But it hit like, you know, Friday and I was like, I've, I've got to say something about this now. I've got to share this. Um, and, and the amount of people were like, yep, that's that's what I was thinking whenever they did it. Of course, it's, you know, um, Tamara Morrison's, you know, he has, he has very, he's a New Zealander. And he's, mm-hmm. he's Kiwi and his and the, his Maori roots come out. And a lot of that, oh, that, yeah. no doubt that about what that. you see with the dance, that's Maori. That's right. that's what that is. That's a th- as soon as I saw it, that's the first thing I, I thought of. But then I was like, yeah, it kind of times up with Thriller too. Though, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Thriller. <laughs> also going back, made me think stuff I've noticed. Uh, I've noticed they've shown a lot of throwback scenes to Boba when he was a kid there a couple times mm-hmm. on the, um, mm-hmm. is that, is that like archival? Is that stuff for like from the prequels that was ever used? Daniel Logan. Something? Yes, Daniel Logan. Yeah, it is. Yeah. A, it is the same actor. Oh wow! Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that so that so maybe that's. I know some of it was like flashback, but then some of it like it was new. I don't know if that was me or not. They did make some changes to some of it, like you know, in the original scene when he picks up the the helmet. Mm-hmm. You know that that you see the head come out of it in a shadow. Yeah. That didn't happen in the original dreams in the dream scene for this. They didn't do the whole head coming out of it, but yeah. you know they, they did. It was the same scene. They just removed the shadow of the head coming out. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, and I'm sure that there's a, I mean, come on, it's George Lucas probably filmed a ton of things. So yeah. they, they, they probably oh, have sure. archival yeah. footage you yeah. know, that, that wasn't finished. All they could do is finish it out. And actually, I mean, come on, I actually make the effects look good because mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot, 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 lot of those prequel effects don't hold up very well right now. So, yeah. That, so, 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 so we got Blacker Sotten. Um, and I think Brock, you wanted me to hit on the gaffy stick making. Yeah, the the end, the end of, of course, us <laughs> yeah. being us being costumers and everything, and making our own stuff, and then Kevin, who has a legit will kill you gaffy stick made out yep. of what steel, mm-hmm. right? Th- which is, is an impressive, impressive prop. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really wanted to get your take on on the gaffy stick and and watching being able to see Boba. Mm-hmm. You know the the Tuscans saying, "Hey, thanks for all your help and everything else. Let's you're you're one of ours mm-hmm. now." And yeah, the whole the the well, <laughs> the journey to the tree and and, about to and say, yeah, the, yeah. the very uh, Jim yeah. Morrison experience. Lizard, that, I like to kind of say Boba had yeah. on this. Uh, yeah, that whole lizard up the nose thing got to made me cringe a little bit, but you know, woo. I was like, are we are we watching Star Trek now? Are they like putting things in their, in their, in their heads? Yeah. Like, carnivorous earwigs, <laughs> fear and loathing in most eyes. Oh. <laughs> well, and what was even more disturbing was he snorted the lizard, yeah. and then at the end, he like the guy just like makes a noise, and then the lizard comes back out and pops himself back into the little container. Oh. It was like. How many times has this lizard done this? <laughs> that is a well traveled lizard. Yeah. That lizard's like I've seen some snot. I'm telling you, yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not very sanitary, but you know, it's snot, well, isn't it? It's not oh, very. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, wah, wah. there's your dad. <laughs> so, um, so, so Tuscan Raider, um, gaffy sticks are based on um the base of them, the the, the wood part that they he went and got the tree and then mm-hmm. he came back. Um, in the original trilogy, um, the base of those are are from a a tribe in Fiji. Um, it's, it's called a Fijian Totokai and it's, it's a war club. So they would, the, the, the big ball piece on the end with the point, mm-hmm. they would literally 
use it as a club. And then that, that, that piece on the end, that that's what they used to, you know, maim and kill people with them. I and that was, that was a thing. So when they were looking for props and to make this stuff uh, back in the original trilogy, they went and got some original Fijian Totokais, which back then you could get them at the full size. Now, if you go to Fiji and you get them, they're small because they don't really make them for war anymore. They don't do that. But back in the seventies, that was something they could get. So the original Tuscan Raiders, they used original Fijian Totokais for their, uh, for their weapons. And then they just, you know, crammed a big, steel rod in there and put some fins on it and put a put a tip on it and said this is uh this is a gaffy stick it's, and that's what you see when luke first gets attacked and mm-hmm. the, the tuscan raiders doing the you know and he's, right. he's he's right over the top of him that that actual gaffy stick is one of the ones they made out of a feature totokai so the fact that they actually did it out of uh they honored that because that was from what i understand and granted i'm, I'm not a I don't know everything about how Totokais are made, but I would imagine they're very similarly made to how they made the the war clubs for the, for the gaffy sticks in in this episode. And the way that they actually pieced it together was pretty much exactly the way I've seen it done in documentaries that the Fijians did. So that was about as accurate as as you can get. Now the one that I have is mostly metal. I mean, that's like Brock said it. It could kill. It's you. heavy. I have to be <laughs> yeah. very. I have to be very, when I'm in. It, it, you have to imagine when you're in a Tuscan Raider costume. You you're essentially seeing out of two toilet paper rolls mm-hmm. in your eyes um, that just happen to have some slits that don't do anything that you just give you a little bit of light. So you you have a very narrow field of vision, and I have a weapon that can really hurt somebody if I swing it too hard. So it's mostly whenever I'm doing. You know, if I'm in costume and I'm posing or whatever, it's I have to have a spotter to make sure that I'm not picking it up and, and <laughs> not, like going to hit somebody or some, you know, something with it. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. the, when I saw the way that these were made, it's very similar. I mean, mo- mine's mostly metal, in it, but it does have the wood piece on the end of it with the, the wood dowel, uh, the, the, the wood, the wood point on the end of it. Um, so, you know, yeah, I was I was just like, almost just transfixed like you know <laughs> jessica said earlier she would have loved to have seen me watching this episode yeah the first time around i was mm-hmm. just like absolutely transfixed watching this because mm-hmm. it's like now now everyone's going to want to make their gaffy sticks this way which there's nothing wrong with it that's very similar other than using a good old-fashioned welder that's very similar to how mine was made okay very very similar and one thing that in knowing you all these years in in knowing your history with with tuscans one thing I've been watching very carefully on the screen is how well they've been treating the Tuscans, you know, and, and not showing any skin or anything like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, because we really don't know what a Tuscan looks like. Yeah. Like, we don't we don't know what they are. I mean, are they, you know, jerky under there? I, we, we don't know. We have no idea what their, what their skin looks like. Mm-hmm. Which, that, that kind of lends itself, if you think about it, what if the reason that they were accepting in the end of Boba Fett was because he kind of looks like them? Yeah, he was. That had something to do with it, where he's just burnt and yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it was. You know, they they they, they accepted him because of his. Uh, you know, he proved himself. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, what if we never get to see what a Tuscan Raider looks like? The analog for a Tuscan Raider is basically Tamira Morrison with all of his jerky prosthetics now. Where you know he just freshly out of the, the sarlacc and his face and, and his body's all messed up because of the the digestive juices from the from the sarlacc. 
And thankfully, I'm sure Tamara Morrison was very thankful that they decided to put in the back to tank so that he could heal from some of those scars and didn't have to wear those prosthetics every time he filmed. <laughs> yeah. Every time he filmed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Hours and hours in that makeup chair. Yeah. If you think about it, it's it's phenomenal because the now that they've decided to do Boba Fett, Tamara Morrison is pretty much the age Boba mm-hmm. Fett would be. So it's like it, this all just worked out perfectly that they, you know, George Lucas decided to retcon the whole Boba Fett not being his own thing and made him into a carbon copy mm-hmm. of of Jango Fett. That it just works out really well. That yeah. you know, now anybody that and, and the fact that Boba Fett is so brazen that he would walk around Mos uh, Espa without his helmet on. Mm-hmm. And the fact that people can, anybody that there that knew what a stormtrooper looked like or a, a clone trooper looked like can look at him and go, wait, what? Yeah. Cause he looked, I mean, he's going to look just like any of them, just older. Mm-hmm. So it makes me wonder at some point if we're going to get something like that where someone's like, you look like Commander Cody without his helmet on. <laughs> <You know? laughs> episode one made me really feel like I said, I think episode one proved that all the Chuck Norris facts should be changed to Boba Fett facts because episode one proved he is one tough son of a gun. Totally agree with you on that. <laughs> but at the same time, as soon as he went into hand-to-hand combat with a, a Tuscan Raider, got his butt kicked well yeah i i get you but but i mean i, I guess i'm basing more on his his toughness on surviving that mm-hmm. and then all the stuff after that they show in the episode mm-hmm. but i mean and that's it, not exactly a bad thing if you think about no. it because i mean he just literally just learned a new art of fighting from yeah. the tuscans and now when we actually finally get to see him come into his own in that robert rodriguez directed episode in uh, mandalorian where he is just decimating stormtroopers yep we realize that was the combat that he learned yep. from the Tuscans that he's using with his gaffy stick. That makes me, I need to go back and watch that episode of Mando now just to kind of mm-hmm. watch it with that new, that new perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, it's, it, this is probably a little off the subject, but in talking about the, uh, the first episode with the, uh, showing the crawl out from the Sarlacc pit, mm-hmm. uh, just reminded me of that, uh, famous scene from Parks and Rec of Patton Oswalt's filibuster. His filibuster. His filibuster. Did you, did you guys see his uh, his tweet on that where he was like, <laughs> he said, I am honored and humbled. <laughs> the fact that it, it, it matches up almost exactly it, with him talking. It did. It did. So you can't help but wonder if uh, it was a little John Favreau and Dave Filoni kind of had, you know, a little something to do with that. But that that's one of the best Parks and Rec scenes, hands down, is his, his filibuster with that. So. Anyway, no, that was the, that's that's dead on. That was the, <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was huge. When I saw when when I when I watched the episode and I saw that happen, I was like, oh yeah, this seems familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to think somebody has talked about this before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a couple of folks complain that the the show's been slow, but I like this slow burn with it. No, yeah, it needs, no, it needs I, a slow yeah. burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the thing is, is what I mean. We don't know what's going to happen in the next season of uh, Mandalorian. We don't know. I mean, no. Boba Fett could be back with them again. I don't know. For all we know, Boba Fett could get killed in this. I don't know. Um, I hope not. But, no. I mean, if that's the way it goes, then that's the way it goes. But, I mean, you know, uh, the slow burn, I think, is it, it's the same as Mandalorian. Mandalorian, when it first started off, it was kind of a yes, slow burn. So. It was like, you know, the first time we see him, it opens the door and the Mandalorian walks in and it's like a Western. And this is set up very similarly. So they're doing the same thing, and that, and you can definitely tell that they're setting up a lot of main characters because they intend to do this again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I hope I'm right on that. 
they, they always tend to do a little bit slower, like in the first season of something where you've got to do, you've got to create the character. You've got to build that character. And, you know, as, as you mentioned earlier, you know, with him getting such limited screen time in the past, I mean, this is the first time we're learning mm-hmm. all this stuff about Boba Fett. Yeah. So we, we, we need to see what shaping him into what will not be slow later on, you know, in mm-hmm. subsequent seasons, you know, he's going to be kicking tail. You, you just know it. Mm-hmm. So we've got to know why and see how he develops his techniques. It's good to take the journey like this. Yeah. I have a feeling in an upcoming episode that we're going to get a team up of bounty hunters that he hires like Bosk, maybe IG-88. Mm-hmm. Um, and we may finally get to see why. I mean, granted, obviously we know why Boba Fett was feared, but we will get to just the same as like we had that, that prison, uh, prison break episode with Mandalorian, where before that we knew that Mandalorian was pretty much a big BA, but we got to see it. And they, and even his, uh, the other guys that were doing the prison break got to see him just take down all those droids with no problem whatsoever. We may finally get to see that with Boba Fett in full armor and get to see him just rip through some stuff along with. So, so basically, basically like the video, what was it that, uh, that video game that we were promised? Was it star Wars 1313? Something like uh, that. Yeah. 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 So it's like the underworld kind of thing. Basically what that was shaping up to be before it got canceled. Um, something like that, where it's the, um, the, the bounty hunters, they, mm-hmm. they come together mm-hmm. and, and do a job or something like that. So like, what if it gets to the point where, Black or something that they need to take him down, but it's he is super tough. We need to get a whole bunch of bounty hunters together to take him down. I'm kind of hoping we get to that point where we get to see just why was Boba Fett so feared? What I mean, yeah, yeah of course he he does disintegrations, but guess what? So does Din. Din's got a disintegrator too. So you know it's it's rare to, to happen, but that can't be the only reason why people feared him. I mean, it, for some people, if you said I put a bounty on you and Boba Fett picked it up, you would just surrender. You wouldn't even, I mean, because, you know, there was a chance that if Boba Fett got you, it was a dead or alive. Mm-hmm. And it was almost always going to be dead because that's just the way Boba Fett was. So why did everyone fear him so much yeah. over everybody else? Why was he top notch when it came to bounty? That's what we need to see. Speaking of what things that could come about, what we could possibly see going forward with the series. Do you feel that there is a good possibility there could be a Han Solo moment in this series? You know what? I kind of feel like we're building to that. Part of me hopes not. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I know that sounds bad because I know a lot of a, a lot of the original source material from Boba Fett came from the Han Solo books. I think it was AC Crispin did them. And Boba Fett did not like Han Solo. Han Solo embarrassed him several times, mm-hmm. him and Lando. Yeah. And uh, I hope, I, part of me thinks it would be funny to bring that up, but I kind of don't want to see it. Yeah. I, I, I kind of I don't. I kind of hope they leave it alone and just let Han Solo be his own thing because this is, you know, the, the Mandalorian's been good without having a whole lot of, of big. Yeah. I mean, um, we had the big loop characters. moment, though, in, in the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. You know, there's always that possibility, and I've heard some people hope that it's some some way, shape, or form that even Kira could be, yeah, could be thrown out there into this series mm-hmm. as well. Well, uh, we know Darth Maul's gone at yeah. this point, so he's <laughs> you know, yeah, thankfully, he, I mean, he he like died and then came back and then died and then came back, but he's he's gone now because Obi Wan killed him. 
but um, again, for the second time on Tatooine, but we could potentially see that because who took over the organization after mm-hmm. he died? It would have been her, I would think. Right. She, was, she was kind of being groomed for that. So there's a possibility. And then we could potentially see the young, now older Han Solo as having a run in with Boba Fett. I, I mean, that's, that's a possibility. I just, I don't know. I just kind of felt mm-hmm. like. I mean, there's a, there's just a, it's a, it's a lot out there. I mean, there's so much that, you know, with the history that can be done with that. So just kind of see what they throw out there on us. Yeah. I want to see more of a Ming Na Wen's character, Finnick. Like I mm-hmm. am, that's yeah. that's oh. one that's one of the things for this series I've been looking for, dude. Because she just she's she just awesome. like her, yeah, she's a great actress, but mm-hmm. her character just comes off like there's yeah. on top of Boba having a really cool <laughs> kick butt moment. I'm really looking forward to her. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And is she gonna stay? I mean, obviously she, she says she's got a life debt to Boba because he saved her. But is she gonna? I mean, she's an assassin. Is she gonna stay subservient to him forever? That's true. We that's don't know. Yeah. I mean, it could be that she may betray him at some point. I don't know. I mean, it could be like, you know, at the beginning where he's like, I've been having the dreams again. And she just kind of looks at it and it's like, all right, get up, boss. We got to go. Yeah. <laughs> it could be that in her mind, she was like, man, this guy's a whiner. I don't want to be. <laughs> What's he whining about PTSD? For? I ain't got Everybody's time got for him PTSD to talk about his. I ain't got time for your feelings. Let's go. <laughs> they, could be, exactly. they, could, they could be the old assassin couple. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, how many episodes are we? Are we getting ten episodes? Uh, I think so. I don't think I've, I've. I don't think I've looked into it, but I think it is ten episodes. As, as of uh, IMD is listing up to. Well, let's see. Hold on. Let's see. I'm sorry. Let's get at her character. That's why I was making sure I pronounced her character name correctly. It says right now just seven episodes mm-hmm. according to IMDb. Okay. Right. So uh, I know that um, they said that. You know, Robert Rodriguez, he directed the first episode, which mm-hmm. is, was more action heavy. The right. second episode was a little more of a builder. But from what I understand, um, Robert Rodriguez um, directs quite a few more of these. So good, I would expect good. that action is going to amp up. The thing is, is Robert Rodriguez, he's great, but at the same time, you kind of know what you're going to get with him. So I mean, mm-hmm. you know what you're going to get. You're going to get action mm-hmm. and not always a lot of story movement because a lot in, in, uh, in Mandalorian, they basically gave him like a, a the script was basically like seven minutes of dialogue and he just padded the rest of that out with action because that's what Robert Rodriguez does. He just does action. That's, that's his big deal. And then there's a sweet video of him playing guitar with baby Grogu sitting beside him, yes. bobbing his little head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not look, look I'm, I'm not I'm not dissing Robert Rodriguez. It's just when you when you've seen his films and you've seen what he's done. You know what you're getting with him, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of hoping that it doesn't sacrifice story movement yeah. just to get him in and get more action. Right. So, um, I'm, I'm, you know, obviously, I think we're all hoping for the best with it. But, you know, if, if this last episode is any indication, we're not going to be disappointed. No. I don't think. There's also a little piece on Disney Plus as well under the helmet, the legacy of Boba Fett. Yeah, that was little, really good. A little 20 minute, 21 minute episode that's really good, goes into the about the history of the you know, the character and the the, yeah. the coming about the creation of the character. So it's like, very good. Short little segment there to watch. Really enjoyed that. Like a lot of people don't realize that Boba Fett started off as a super stormtrooper. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, he was solid white. Yeah. And uh was and then at that point then and George Lucas was like, Yeah, I need um I I need this as another character. And they just mm-hmm. all right, well let me go throw some 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 green and some red and stuff on him and we'll make him look bad guy. Well, one thing that I, I found amusing in that segment was there's a there's a clip that was taken. Uh, there was a parade uh, 
mm-hmm. that they actually had uh, not too long after Star Wars had released, and it's it's the actual like Darth Vader's one of the screen used yeah. costumes walking in mm-hmm. this parade, and there's there's Boba Fett with him, and they were the only two walking, and people just immediately showed how they were just they didn't know nothing about Boba Fett, but they were just drawn to him because he just you know mm-hmm. looks super awesome there. So, and then yeah. the rest of us know that the reason that Boba Fett was immediately such an imposing character was that Darth Vader literally had to single him out and go, no disintegration. <laughs> you're like, oh man, this guy must be freaking legit. And yeah, sure, he's the guy. He's also another guy in a helmet. You don't know who he is. He's very mysterious. This is kind of a mm-hmm. space western. And then there we go, you know. I am super looking forward. And granted, <laughs> this this episode will drop on the day that the mm-hmm. next episode comes out. Yeah, yeah. Um, super looking forward to that. I'm stoked. Yeah. So the next time you hear us, we'll review the next two episodes. <laughs> yeah. So pre pre spoiler warning. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't plan to get behind on this one. This one's this one's got me hooked. Very proud mm-hmm. of you, man. Yeah. Oh. Have you seen Spider Man yet? What? No. Oh, come on now. <laughs> oh, you have got to go see Spider-Man. And we are still not going to talk about it because we are not going this to spoil is, it. Uh, Even though you said you've seen yeah, spoilers, uh, well, I'm still that, not going to talk about it. That's this, is, this is exactly why I didn't include it in the rundown for this, for this episode. Because I'm like, Abbo hadn't seen it. Uh, I'll, I'll tr- well, I don't want to hold. I don't want to hold a discussion about it. I, it's, everybody, we but are going you to hold a discussion it, so. about it. <laughs> yeah, everybody already knows what this is about, except for you. Well, I mean, if I if I hold out, I mean, if I hold out, wait the way so well, I don't know. Sony may keep this one in the theater longer because they they were pretty quick from between November seventeenth till first of January for digital for Ghostbusters. So you know, you never pretty know. Pretty much one of their most profitable movies ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. hands down. <laughs> well, anything else you guys want to cover before we head off into the sunset? What? Well, maybe think this falls under the Bama, I guess, the kind of Alabama part. And I know. Uh, Kevin was talking about the the Quinlan Castle being taken down in Birmingham. Oh yeah, yes. I I understand it was you know structurally unsound and everything, and they were gonna put it. Yeah, they were gonna try to build a new business in it, but the, it was so worn down. But yeah, that thing was a landmark. Yeah, yeah Qu- Quinlan Castle's been quite a few things in this history. I think the last thing it was was apartments. Mm-hmm. They had done apartments in it, yeah. and uh, it's had a it's had a history of having vagrants in it, and it's it, from a distance, it's a landmark because you look mm-hmm. at it from a distance and you're like, oh, cool. There's a castle. And anybody that mentions it's like you're talking about Birmingham, England, right? No, no, no. We're talking mm-hmm. about Birmingham, yeah. Alabama. We got no, a castle. There's a castle right mm-hmm. in the middle oh, of Quinlan mm-hmm. Castle. Yep. So they're, they're 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 tearing it down to uh, do was it uh, the new headquarters for Southern Research? Yeah. It's going to yeah. be built there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's 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 a it's a huge landmark. Um, and I, well, I wouldn't say a huge landmark, but it's it's definitely something that anybody that's in Birmingham knows mm-hmm. about Quinlan Castle. Exactly. Yeah, you know you know about it. You look you kind of look for it when you're in the area. You see mm-hmm. it. So yeah, so, I'll never forget. I was like I was probably like 18 or 19 with driving through Birmingham one of the first few times by myself, and like I was you know that was back then you didn't have a GPS. I just you know got out and ride around just to see it. And then randomly, holy crap, there's a castle <laughs> <laughs> in Birmingham. Like, it, I it, never it, expected to see a castle in Birmingham. I think that, and, and granted, Jessica, I don't know if you remember this, but I think the first time when we were at we were at a parade, mm-hmm. Brock, and the first time yeah. I met you was we right, were right, just blocks away from Quinlan Castle. We were like I mean, right in the shadow. We were in the shadow of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Because because you got out of the car and you were like, ah, and Brock was like, hey, this is Jessica. And I'm like, oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were right there next to Quinlan Castle. So, mm-hmm. yeah. St. Patrick's Day Parade. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, if you, uh, those of you not uh, familiar with Birmingham area, you can, you can just uh, search Quinlan Castle, Q-U-I-N-L-A-N, mm-hmm. Castle. And uh, if you want to learn a little more about the history of that building and see the pictures of it. So you um, can kind of refer back to what we were talking about, but yeah, kind of a, kind of a sad day in the downtown Birmingham area to see that, see that finally go being taken down. Cause it's been There's there a, for how long? What? Oh, gosh, it was, uh, yeah. was built. Uh, it was constructed in 1927. Ooh, yeah. Oh, oh wow! Almost that's very old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's a and, and just a very small plug here. There's there's a, a Facebook group that uh, not a group but a page that I follow that's doing a good job of kind of keeping status of what they're doing, like mm-hmm. the demolition. It's called uh, Birmingham Now. Beham Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. They they do a really good job of like posting pictures of it. Take like they've already got it's got the four turrets on the sides, and they've already taken the roof off of all the turrets. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think they're in the process of taking the turrets down because those are the they have that area blocked off right now because the turrets are so they're in such a bad shape that they had to take them down. And then the rest of it, they should be able to take it down like a normal building. Yeah. But uh, I think that that's what they're doing right now is taking the turrets down so that they can get the normal building taken down. Mm-hmm. Lots of changes in Birmingham over the last few years. It is crazy. They have, they've really, like I said, it's, you know, last 10 years, especially it's ridiculous how much of it is. It's a good thing though. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, the biggest thing I was surprised when they said that it was going to be the new home for Southern Research was that it wasn't going to be something UAB. Yeah, <laughs> you would expect it would be UAB because yeah. UAB is uh, anyone who knows anything about Birmingham, Alabama. Southside South Birmingham is pretty much just UAB. Yeah. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. yeah, it's, Birmingham is the city that University of Alabama ate, basically. <laughs> 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 they, own, they own at least half the city, if not more. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, uh, I mean, a lot of the city during that time period, I mean, there was nothing there or some older buildings. So, yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, they, they just happened to, they struck while the iron was hot to acquire so much property. I was just really surprised when it, when I learned yeah. that it was Southern Research and it wasn't something UAB, like it's going to be UAB's new outpatient center or something. <laughs> <laughs> Mighty fine hospital, though. Yeah, very good. Oh, yeah. No, hey, no, you know no. what? UAB, I can say the UAB. Put me back together, but when I had a car accident back in my twenties, mm-hmm. I went there, and then they they got me back together. So <laughs> I will never speak a ill word of UAB. Mm. Yeah, um, it's just know. it's 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 the running joke of mm-hmm. um, you know here in Birmingham. It's like what does UAB not own? Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brock's got a good history with UAB. Fantastic. Yeah, my son was born with a heart defect, and they put him back together as well, and he's. <laughs> He's full speed ahead. He's mm-hmm. he's got no issues right now. He's doing real well. I'll always be thankful for the cardiologists at UAB Pediatric Cardiology. They're in a children's hospital. Yep. You know, my lovely wife. She is a nurse for the UAB system. So mm-hmm. got a lot of UAB ties in this yes, uh, yes. in this podcast. Only mm-hmm. my only tie I had was that uh, when I was a uh, when I was little, maybe probably about three or four years old. Uh, the UAB has a had the dental school, the dental program, and that's where my parents would go uh, for for dental stuff. And uh, actually, uh, uh, I was a wanderer when I was a kid, and my mom was in there getting her uh, dental work done, and my dad looked around, and I was gone. And uh, 
I decided <laughs> I decided that I was going to ride the elevators. So, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was a wanderer when I was a kid. That that's really at me as a mother now. That really is like what yeah. I was like I, I drove I gave my parents numerous heart attacks. I would just wander off. But yeah. Yep. Good UAB thing they were at a hospital. <laughs> uh, yep, UAB cardiology again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anything else, guys? You know, before we leave, I want to go back to the whole Christopher Walken thing as Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ship that made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Right. Ah, there we go. That was good. That was good. <laughs> I wanted my moment. I didn't get my uh, moment earlier. So well, you got it. I'm proud of you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you calling Scruffy? It's not wise to upset a Wookie. <laughs> okay, so let's just get all the Christopher walking out of our system and I'm good. Yeah, you've got you're running a fever. You're delirious. It's okay. That's right. <laughs> like, well, I, I say I mean, every there's two people there are two people everybody has an impression of, or whether they're good or not, they still do them. It's Schwarzenegger and Walken, I believe. That's yes. just that's my that's my opinion on things. And I, I did mention earlier that you know about I do have a fever, but the prescription <laughs> is not cowbell. Hey, Pete Christopher Walken is Fat Boy Slim. Oh anyway. yeah, <laughs> what a great video! It doesn't get any better oh, than man. that. Him just dancing through the whole video that was just like <laughs> the greatest thing Christopher Walken's ever done. I agree. I could go off on more of this, but I think we'll just we'll just let it go for now. It's time to take we'll your to medicine do, and go to bed. We'll have to do a Christopher Walken episode. Oh. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's oh. do it. <laughs> you guys have been warned. Listen to the podcast. It's going to be but an there, impression heavy episode. Uh, <laughs> but that ties right into Batman Returns for you both. So there you go. Oh, yes, there we go. <laughs> oh my! We will uh, set that episode to be determined. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we'll be around, hopefully, you know, podcast to be around for a while. And we, we got a lot of, you know, got a lot of episodes to, to work on in the future. So who knows, right? That's yeah. exactly correct. I mean, that's why we have now started to plug once again, Bama Geeks Front Porch on Facebook. Look it up. Ask to join. One of us four will approve you. And uh, mind the rules. Keep it nice. Keep it nice. Keep it nice. It's just all about sitting on the front porch chatting with friends. Exactly. It's the way you look at it. And if you decide to open posts with a meme, only do it Here when Kevin's go. online. Because then, <laughs> then, I'll, then I'll be okay with it. <laughs> I'll see it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> only say that, guys, by the way, because I've, I've actually done that and didn't realize I did that. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Kevin Brooks was one of our first members. We did it. Like I said, we did a soft launch of the group with uh with some friends and kevin brooks jumped in there immediately the with, first a, post, with, with yep. a the first post with a peanut butter solution meme it was like mm, <laughs> i'm gonna let that one stand because it's <laughs> relatable content to the podcast so <laughs> plus it's kevin brooks that's right so like i said join us on facebook let's build our community bama geeks front porch search for it Facebook.com slash groups slash Bama Geeks Front Porch. Find it on the uh, the main Bama Geeks page, just like you can the rest of our social media, at Bama Geeks. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, let's keep the conversation going. We, uh, we know we're only here every couple of weeks, but we're, all of us, we're always on Facebook. So, you know, we can uh, definitely chat in between the episodes and we'd mm -hmm. love to do that with you. 
So thanks again for listening. And uh, we promise next time more Boba Fett. Maybe some Christopher Walken. Who knows? Maybe. (laughs) You just have to keep listening to find out. But definitely more Boba Fett. Yeah, definitely. No no doubt about that. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everyone. Thank you all. Bye.